Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk. We are back with a review of a hard fought draw, a really hard fought draw at Charlton, and it's time for the FA Cup proper to start with Bromley. We're going to come to New York for the first time ever. We have, uh, same as always, Danny's with us. Hello, Danny. Hello, how are you doing? Not bad, mate, you? Yeah, not too bad. I think I've just about recovered from Tuesday. <laughs> Fantastic. And Mick uh, is with us, joining us live from a room in Wales. Yes. Yes, what with Wi Fi. possibly go wrong? Yeah. That doesn't fill me with confidence, to be honest no. with you, so you got Wi Fi. No, me neither. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't see uh, yeah. the gerbil going around in a wheel just off camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll do it the last time. We'll start with this word from our sponsor, which is Manscaped at the moment. So if you need anything, they are world leaders in uh, male, hair, male hygiene, male grooming. Um, so if you want to get anything from them, if you want manscaped.com and use the code NYT, they will get you 20% off their costs and free shopping. Just if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see it just to the right inside of your screen. Free uh, shopping or free shipping. Anyway. Free shipping, twenty percent off. Um, if if you go on the website, you'll find plenty of good stuff. Um, so have a look over there, especially with Christmas coming up. It's some good stuff for some good presents for there. Anyway, um, so a point at Charlton leaves us ten unbeaten in the league. Danny, it was definitely not an easy game. A well earned point in the end. Yeah, I think we can uh, look back on that game as we can with uh, probably Wickham as well and say, you know what. That's a fair enough draw. That, that was a good game. I mean, uh, Charlton shouldn't be in the position that they're in, in my opinion. 20th <clears throat> isn't their position. I think they're going to be up the top end with the squad they've, they've got. And to be honest, in that game, after we took the lead just before half-time, they didn't just throw the kitchen sink at us. They threw the whole bloody kitchen. You know, they were they were desperate and they got their equaliser and they just kept going. And, you know, I, I think they'll count themselves a bit unlucky they didn't score and win the game, but we can count the blessings that we got a draw out of it and are still unbeaten. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair reflection. Mick. What are your what are your general thoughts on it before we get into it in more depth? Yeah, I think I think you're right. It was it was always going to be a tough game. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, and, and and there's always going to be a sense of after a Lord Mayor's show, after a performance and uh, a game like the, the the one previously against Sunderland. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it was probably on reflection a fair result. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with Danny. I, I can't, I can't for watching that game on in isolation. I can't see how I chart on the way they are. It doesn't make sense, but I understand they've had their issues with Isaac because as we talked about in the preview show. Um, They've, they'll not be in a relegation scrap rolling, let's put it that way. They'll definitely not be in a relegation scrap rolling come end of the season. Um, uh, Mick, Steve Allen says, not for star. <laughs> Cheers, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'm going to respond to that. I've got no chance. <laughs> Same to yeah, well, you, mate. Yeah, you Welsh is not amazing, though, Mick, no? I'm not. I'm not. Um, I've not. Um, no. No, I can't get rid of vowels out of me. Out of my sentences, so it just mm. it just don't work. Fair enough. Um, a couple of changes for the starting lineup. Uh, obviously, it, Vickers stayed the same because why would he not? Uh, Woody came back in, uh, in effectively in place of Chio. Chio dropped down to the bench. Woody came back in the centre. Wes Harding went from left centre back to right wing back. Icky moved to the right hand side, and Mikel Miller also came in on the left hand side wing back as well. Um, any surprises with that, Danny? Because it's managing Chio, I suppose, is the reason he's been taken out. That's the only reason I can think he's been taken out managing his fitness. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And he said um, <clears throat> with Chio earlier in the season that he's going to try and uh, mitigate his game time a bit more so he just avoids injury. Uh, and that could be one of the reasons. I mean, Chio did really well against Sunderland. He ran that right-hand side really well. And I think that's probably why he's dropped to the bench, just to give him a little bit of a rest, because I think uh, we know he's going to play in the FA Cup. He's now been called up back to the Ireland squad. So I think that might be for his benefit more than more than anything else. But again, you've still got the good backup of Harding being there. And Harding did well on the right-hand side and slotted back in to the centre of defence after Ricky went off very easily. Mm. Yeah, he's the same, but we'll talk about the goal in a minute. But as, as a general rule, we defended quite well again. I know they had the moments, but again, defensively quite solid. We restricted them to mainly pot shots from quite a distance, similar to Sunderland, and restricted them. We will come on to the goal in a minute because it needs talking about. But as a general 90 minutes, we still defended quite well. Yeah, we did. We did. And, and like Danny said earlier on, the, the bottom line is they, they did throw the kitchen sink, kitchen, and probably half a house at us. <laughs> You know, and, and and he's right. You know, sooner or later, it was it, it was potentially going to give. So, um, yeah, it, we, we defended all right. I don't have an issue. I don't particularly have an issue with with any anybody or any area of the pitch. I thought we were all right. We just weren't quite on the the level that we have been for the previous few games. But like we said about Sunderland on Sunday or Saturday, sorry, um, you know, were they bad because we made them look bad? Did we not play well because Charlton didn't allow us to? And I suspect, watching the game, I I, I did get that feeling of Wickham a few mm. times throughout the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know, I don't know, but it is what it is. We didn't lose. Exactly. <laughs> uh, IOC is asking when the match day vlog is out. That will be out probably tomorrow. That's almost ready to go. Um, and he says, "What well, this is Friday for him. He'll listen to the podcast it'll be out Friday." Um, and he says we're very lucky to get a draw. We looked dead in our feet after 60 minutes, um, which is probably about right. With the guy, 
We played a lot of games, I suppose. Um, there's not a great deal to talk about the first half, Dan. It was not an amazing half, but it was solid. I think we, we shaded the first half. The only thing to mention is the goal, which Mikhail Miller scored. Lots of complaining from the Charlton fans that it was a foul throw and a handball, but then Mikhail Miller scored. I, having watched it back, I didn't see either. Um, but it don't matter, the goal was given, and it was an excellent finish from Mikhail Miller. Yeah, and the other counter I could say to the Charlton fans is that there was a foul in the build-up to their goal, so you win some, you lose some. Um, but yeah, but for Miller to score his first goal, league goal for the Millers, it's great confidence booster. It shows that he's on the right track this season and <clears throat> he's getting the game time that he needs and perform, performing how he needs to be. Um, I don't quite how, know how Woody's got the assist because it seems to just bounce off, off him as he was going to ground, but anyway... Um, but yeah, it was a really smart finish. He, t- he got his head over it, hit it hard, and it just fired into the goal. Nearly broke it from where we from where we were sitting. It nearly broke it. So it's great for Miller. Great finish, and hopefully it's not the only one he scores this season because I think he's got more in his locker. Mm. I thought he had a decent game, Mick. I, I don't mm. think he was a shining light, but he was definitely solid. He, he's to say he went he went down with Northampton, got relegated with Northampton last season. That's a surprise mm. to me because he looks right in a promotion chasing team. It, it seems a bit odd to me. Yeah, yeah. It depends where they played him, doesn't it? It depends what position he played in. Uh, but yeah, he's looked really, really dangerous every time he's played this season. Um, and solid and, defensively, uh, though. He's yeah, not, yeah. not lost out mm. defensively, have we? No, no. He has got. You always worry that he's just got that daft tackle in him, don't you? Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, to be fair, he's not shown that in the last. Last few games since he came back from his last sending off. <laughs> um, no, but but yeah, uh, great finish, proper finish. Mm. Nobody's stopping that, are they? No. And fair, if he didn't get booked with that referee on Tuesday, uh, when will he get booked? Because he was well, flashing yeah. right left, right, yeah. wasn't he? Well, I, I um... got booked by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah. Um... Yeah, John Morrell is with us again, Birmingham fan. Thanks for joining us, John. He says, now then, Mick, you're there short at right wing, uh, wing backs for the weekend. Can we drop Wes Arden up around half as two at St Andrews? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he asked about Leco for Charlton. He didn't play for Charlton. Uh, I think he's injured. I think uh, the guy we spoke to before and said he was injured, Leco. Um, let's have a word on the referee. Uh, Michael Smith got his fifth bucket of the season. Uh, so he is now suspended for the Cambridge game. Um, I'm still not sure what he got booked for, to be honest with you. It would be crazy. He jumped football, players jumped into his arm, and he's got booked for it. I ain't got a clue. Um, <laughs> Wiles, he got booked. I'm not sure what Wiles he got booked for. And the big talking point in this one, there three, Danny, is Icky. Now, he got booked in the first. I can't, I, I, I can't remember that. I can't remember the first yellow card. But the second one, I when I first saw it, I didn't think it was a foul. I thought he got quite a lot of the ball. But if the referee has made a decision that it is a foul, he should have sent him off. Yeah, I I agree. Hold my hands up when I will say, if the referee thinks that's a foul and he's given the free kick, then it's a yellow card sort of challenge. And even Nicky said that he got the ball, but a bit of the man as well. Yeah. And that's what Warney said in his interview. And it's like, well... But, I don't know, the ref seemed very inconsistent. Like you say, he booked Smith and Wiles for very soft things. Mm. Uh, and there was something flying about that he'd booked Rathburn as well. And it's like, well, what's he booked him for? But yeah. obviously, it was just a talking to and must have booked somebody else. I don't know. Um, but watching the footage back, the way he goes in on their player, it's a bit... 
Mm, that could go either way. And a few fans stood around me were going, he's going to send him off. That's, it's bound to happen. He's going to send him off. But then we just see the three walking away and it's like, oh, yeah. yay. <laughs> he's, not got the, he's not off the pitch. And then immediately after, Icky, you're off. Done. Bring Chio on. <laughs> yeah. We're not having That's, him sent off. It's got to be done. It's got to be done, mate. got to be done. To, in that situation... He's got to bring him off. It makes perfect sense yeah, to bring yeah. him off. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had his life, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. First of all, for John, we will drop Wes off on Friday, on Saturday. But he's got to be home for 10. Don't worry, I know later, no excuses. He needs to be back home for 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to, to be fair, the referee didn't give that foul uh, for Icky. The, mm. linesman, the linesman did. Um, the linesman's arm's still shaking after waving his flag so hard <laughs> after that. Um, the referee made a rub for his own back, didn't he? I mean, I don't know how many bookies there were in the game. I, I would guess probably seven or eight at least. Uh, um, seven. And, and I, I'll be honest with you, there weren't one of them that were a booking. No. Not, not a one. Not for either side. Um, but, you know, he got his comeuppance, the referee, when it came to that with Icky, and he bottled it. Uh, mm. Icky should have gone. If that's a foul, then Icky's got to go. So, you know, one, he's done the right thing and fetch him off. Um, I thought he was consistent, the ref. I did think he was consistent. Lay bad, but for everybody, um, you know, and and we we talk about it and talk about it, don't we? You know, um, we know we know that the referee refereeing standard is not going to be up to scratch in this league, but so long as they treat both sides equally, you can kind of accept it up to a point. You know what I mean? Um, and he gave stupid fouls for both sides, not, none of which were fouls. The only booking in the game for me that I saw, possibly with the exception of that icky one for the, that he didn't get booked for, was Rathbone when Wiles got booked. Rathbone threw the ball away. That was a booking. Mm. Ben Wiles got booked for the foul that weren't even a foul. You know what I mean? It was bizarre. It was yeah. just really, really peculiar. But anyway, whatever. You know, he's he's, he's had his minute in the sun, I guess, from from our point of view, Auntie, and he, we we just move on. But yeah, it it, mm. it, it weren't great. It says a lot that the Charlton fans booed him off as well. So yeah. they yeah, were just yeah. as unhappy as us. Yeah. Yeah, well, from their point of view, really, they, they're, they're thinking they should be, down to, they should be facing 10 men. And if, 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 I, if I were in their boots, I'd be thinking exactly the same. But that's fine them up. It's clearly fine them up. They've clearly used it in the right in the right way because after the game, after the non-red card, they did improve. They pushed on um, and got the goal. Um, let's talk about the goal, mate. Reg is. They said Reg is at fault is maybe a little bit harsh because I think it was a foul. I think it was. I think it was kid uh, Jim Stockley. I think who fouled him, jumped into him, fouled him. Yeah. And for me, it's a blatant foul. He's jumped into his, uh, jumped into Reg's back. Yeah. Now, you could say that Reg should be cleverer. Reg, for Reg to jump in like that, he's facing the wrong way. So maybe Reg should have been clever, and maybe that's where the referee's not seen it. It's just it was all round bad from us and the referee, but fair play to Charlton that took advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. The, first of all, Reg needs to be stronger. Mm. Um, so you know, there's a bit of naivety, a bit of inexperience on his part there. Uh, the referee's seen it. It's a clear foul. No question about it. It's a pushing back. No, no, no question whatsoever. You know, and and despite what I've just said about his consistency, he's been giving them all night. You know, mm. for for much less than that. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, you, you know, you you just you've got to get on with it. He took it. I would say he took it well, but even it then took a deflection, didn't it? Um, yeah. 
it just felt like a bit of a sucker punch, to be honest, because I thought I, I thought we'd withstood all their pressure and we were starting to starting to get ourselves get ourselves another foothold in game, and I felt probably we could have gone on and scored another, um, mm. and that kind of took the wind out of our sails a little bit. But that's what Charlton did all night. They took the wind out of our sails very effectively, you know, um, and and they deserved it. They deserved that. They deserved that goal. I have to say, much as it pains me, um, they did deserve that. So. But yeah, Rafael, no, no question. Danny, same. Red should have done better, but at the same time, it was a foul. Or are you different to that? Yeah, I'd say from the noise that was on social media, I'd say <clears throat> obviously from my position, I couldn't see it as well because there was a pole in the way. The only, <laughs> the only pole in the stadium I might add. Um, but yeah, but from what I've been hearing, it, and for you, for you two, it's, if he shoved him in the back, granted, yeah, Red should be stronger, but you can put that down to a little bit. Of defensive naivety because I mean he's the same age as me um, so you can put it down to that we can say because the referee was so consistently inconsistent that could be a de facto as well but you know as long as it wasn't a goal that let them win 2-1 I'm not really too fussed you know we, like Mick said earlier we didn't lose you know unbeaten run still maintained you can't win every game can you Um and now we've got a bit of a rest after the FA Cup game, which we'll get on to in a little bit. Um, so just to recover, go through plans again, and hopefully the same thing happens as last international break, where we go into it strong, but then just recuperate a little bit and then just go again even stronger. Mm. You know, the games like that are key. We know we're at Charlton, we know, we know that, we talked about it before, and it's, it's a bit of a bogey team for us, Charlton. Um, and if you're not going to win, just don't lose. Get out, get out of there. With everything, you know, everything mostly still intact, and we frustrated them. We frustrated another team. They felt like they should have won. We we we've mm. almost won by by getting that point in the way. Um, Chris Tether, well, I'd like to know how the ref, how Rodham United marked the referee uh, on his score. <laughs> Not very high, I would have thought. I think we man marked uh, John... him, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Morell wouldn't listen to any Charlton's fans. They thought we're better off without Lee Ball. Yeah, <laughs> not going very well. Um, John C, uh, when Icky stayed on the pitch, you know things are going your way, but he also agrees that it was a foul. A goal came a foul on Reg, as does Carl Scott. Killer foul on Washington on Reg, but he needs to be stronger. Echo what we're saying. Uh, and Johnny Davis, Ogbeni just needs to improve in his crossing, and then we'll be fine. But the Millers, yeah, I mean, if he could, if, if he could cross the ball as well, he'd be playing in Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> so, <it> would, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The other moment of the second half, Danny, was one of the best saves you'll see this season. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Craig McGill- M- McGillivray. McGillivray? I can't say that. Um, anyway, <laughs> it was, um, to be fair to Freddie, it was a really good header. He did the right thing, but it was an absolutely stunning save. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to butcher his name as well, McGillivray. <clears throat> anyway, the Charlton goalkeeper pulled up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that is when it saves the season. I mean, it's even made it onto their club's TikTok with all the fancy movie, uh, music and editing with the save. Um, but yeah, I mean, more or less the whole away end thought it were in. Mm. Like, uh, but the way he saved it, it's a top class save. Like the way the way he sort of bent his body and pushed it over the bar, it's like you know what, fair play, no complaints about that. If you can make that sort of save, you're gonna um, push on up the football league a bit, aren't you? But, it's, but at yeah. the same time, you could argue that we should be taking those chances and cementing it a little bit more. 
Um, there are a few other chances in the second half. We were like a really good chance, but then someone's just messed it up through mm. whatever means, whether it's a stray pass or a poor shot or whatever. Um, so it's one of them where we had the opportunities to take it, but we didn't take them. And the best opportunity was just foiled by a brilliant save. Mm. Yeah, the only criticism is McNay, maybe, and I think Sam told this so as a commentary, that he should have gone back to the back to the far post mm. again. He's gone yeah. a bit too central. I, I, don't get me wrong, it's a stunning save. But maybe Will Grigg, for example, against Lincoln, and only didn't score, but that's what we're going to do. You go back across the keeper, yeah. it wrong foot to the keeper. Um, but that feels harsh criticising Freddie, really, for that. Yeah, yeah. It does. I mean, I, I'm sure Freddie's eyes lit up when he saw that ball coming in because it's just, <laughs> you know, one of them where, oh, this is a goal. It's got goal written all over it. Um, mm. And then keeper pulls off a, a decent save. I, I mean, it, it, it was all right. He one foot cameras, really, weren't it? You know what I mean? It was straight at him, to be fair. Um, Don't give any credit, Mick. No, it's undeserved. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it was a good save. It was a good save. But 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 if you're a striker, in, mm. in your head as a striker, that ball's gone yeah. straight to keeper. You know what I mean? Um, he's still got to save it, obviously, uh, and he, and he did and he did it well because because there was some power behind the header. So yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's mm. it, we, we we're creating loads and loads of chances, much as we did last season, but this season we are taking them, um, and that, and that's the difference. So uh, taking them in bucketfuls and all. Yeah. Yeah, it was very solid. How would you rate Freddie overall, Danny? I thought it was solid again. I thought it was level par with everybody else. He didn't do anything spectacular, but he's not done anything worse. He certainly, for me, deserves to keep his place, all being well for three weeks' time away we play next in league. Yeah, I think so. I think, like, like you say, <clears throat> no one really uprooted any trees, but you know, they didn't make any calamity errors either. Mm. Um Saying it were a coasting game sounds a little bit harsh, but they all put in a shift, but the shift wasn't as big of a shift as they could have put in, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and I think the only thing that could have topped Freddie's game is if he'd scored that, but because he hasn't, it's just sort of petered it mm. sent out with everybody else. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think he keeps his place when we play Cambridge in a few weeks. Um, but personally, I would take him off the starting 11 for the Bromley game. Yeah, I see what's I probably agree with that. Are you surprised, Mick, that Greg didn't come on or Coyote? I know we were no. forced into two subs with Mikel Miller's injury and Icky having to come off. So it was left with one sub, which ended up being Ben Wiles, who I think also took a knock, to be fair. Mm. Um, with the game petering out, it, I, I thought it just hands were a little bit tired because of what I've just mentioned. Mm. But it was crying out for a little bit of different, a little bit of energy up top. And I just thought maybe, you know. I think I think Warney felt like let's get out of here with a point. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I thought Freddie had an excellent game. I thought he was excellent. Uh, you know, he was chasing balls down right through right to the back end of the second half. He was still closing closing players down and and and, and joining in that press, which is everything we've criticised him about previously. You know, he's he's now doing. So you know, I thought he had a really good game, and and he will score your goals. You know, he will score your goals. Uh, while ever he's while ever he's involved in game and he's making himself involved in game, so no, I I, I would have changed it up there if I'm going to change it anywhere. I'd perhaps change it in midfield or further back just to try and shore up that defence to make sure we didn't concede again. Um, we need to come out of there with something. Um, and as as like you've like we've already alluded to, you know, as that second half rolled on, we just needed to get out of there with with that point. So. Mm. 
Um, yeah, I think it's good that he, he played the full game and really pleased, pleased with Freddie. Really pleased. Yeah. Um, one last question from John Morell, Birmingham before he leaves us. Um, uh, how many times have you been clipped this time between by Open fans this season? <laughs> Listen, John. I think it's thing- just the one this season, but it was just a biggie. The thing is, the thing is, John. Unfortunately, in League One, there are no really big clubs left. You know what I mean. Um, so there's nobody really that's that sensitive, um, apart from them. Like them down road, who obviously, <laughs> obviously ended up making me wear a Sheffield Wednesday shirt for a full, um, full episode. Just, just getting that's, ready to clip him. That's live, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to set record button going, John, I'll say something about Birmingham and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's some. Well, there's some. We've got more Ipswich and Oxford coming up. In a yeah, few yeah, weeks yeah, there. yeah, yeah. There'll be nibbles there. Uh, if, no, it's Oxford. It'll be Carl Robinson. Knowing him, he hates us that much. <laughs> I don't want to pay attention just so it can upset him. So, uh, well, someone will send him a clip in the group chat and go, "Yeah, Carl, have a look at this," and end up <laughs> quoting it in a press conference or something, won't they? Really? Yeah. I'll, and I'll, that I'll Mick put... from that back New York talk said this. <laughs> I'll put my mind to writing some little snippets about Carl Robinson. That won't take me long, I'll tell you now. No. We could have no, a stand-up show for him, mate. We all cue cards going on. And Carl Robinson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for a moment, we were top on Tuesday when we were winning, but we end up the end up, uh, what, what, was it, what is essentially a three-week break between the next game, uh, third, uh, three points behind Wigan, who came from 2-0 down at Fleetwood. To win three two, which is not a good sign from a from a promotion rival's point of view. You don't want other teams doing that because uh, that's a really really good sign. Um, the talking point from that, Danny, I mean, it sounds like there shouldn't be a talking point from Wigan against Fleetwood, but there is a talking point when it comes to Rotherham United. Uh, Curtis Tilt's now got two and two. Now the same question applies to Will Grigg as it does to Curtis Tilt. Why on earth would we not recall Curtis Tilt in January? It doesn't make any sense. To keep him at them, the same way it doesn't make any sense to me that Will Green is allowed to stay at us. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think with, with the with the whole two in two thing. I mean, Nicky had two in two before uh, the Charlton game, so I won't get any um, any goosebumps from him scoring goals. I mean, he's a centre back, isn't he? Um, but yeah, a lot of people said this at uh, the Charlton ground. Why aren't we? Uh, why aren't we considering recalling him in January if he's doing this? If not just to um, upset Wigan and stop their defence being so tight because they've got eight clean sheets the same as us, I think. Um, so, yeah, we could do it just to try and finesse them a little bit, but I have a feeling we're not the sort of club to do that. I think we might have a go at it if there's some sort of delay to uh, to Angus coming back or if Huddersfield decide to recall Reg, we might consider it. Um, but one of the reasons we were able to get Will Grigg in is because we loaned out Curtis Till and the wages sort of balanced and sends out. Um, but I, I don't think Sunderland's going to recall Grigg. And I think if we recall Tilt because of whatever reason, but keep hold of Grigg, then it'll upset the uh, the finances a little bit. But if we want to really try and finesse Wigan, I would recall him and it mm. may upset their defence a little bit. But I don't think we will recall him. I think... The only reason we'd actually physically recall him is if we wanted a fee from Wigan from him. Like, oh, you want to keep him permanently, right? We recall him, then you pay us however many thousand pounds to keep him. Yeah, it just sticks in the throat, mate. You know, it's a promotion rival. I don't like it. I, I, I'm not Paul Warren. I'm not the management team. 
I would never ever let my promotion rivals have one of my players, whether I thought they were good or not. I don't want them to improve. No, and it, and it, it sounds obvious. And it sounds it sort of sounds a little bit petty, but why are we strengthening another team? I, I, it's one of the few criticisms of the last transfer window for me. Not many criticisms, and it's a minor one, I suppose, but. It doesn't make any sense in my head to, to allow them to have a player that they want. It was clear to us, and we said this pre-season, we said this last season, and probably the season before when we'll, when um, when Tilt came, it, it clearly doesn't fit. It not fit. It does not fit within within this club. Either he doesn't fit the club, or the club doesn't fit him. Whatever it is, there, there is an issue there. That's 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 clear for everyone to see. If you bring him back. How is that going to um, um, and and allow him to train with us or have him training with us, have him on the you know on the bench or whatever, whatever? How is that going to affect the balance of this squad, culture-wise and, and everything else? You know, but it's not in in the in world. You don't need to have him training with us. And I, this this is this is me being really heartless. And this yeah, is me looking from a, really, from a really selfish point of view, from a Rotherham United point of view. If, if they if they if they want him to pay a lot of money for him, number one, if they want him to let him have for, for a lot of money, if they aren't going to pay the money, you recall him, you either try and find somewhere else for him where it can't hurt us, you're low mid-table, or he sits and don't play. If you don't want to play, you don't want to play. And you say, is it professionally? He must understand it. You know what I mean? If yeah, you put yeah, yourself yeah. in a yeah, yeah. situation and what Paul wants it right, I, I can't have you helping when I approach right? I am going to have to call you back. You might not get in team. You might have to sit, you know, might have to sit in reserves for six months. But this is what we need to do as a club to make sure we do the best thing for us. I don't think Paul was that type of guy. What I will say for I don't, I don't think he's as petty as me. As well. <laughs> but that's my head anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, let's wait and see what happens in January. It's going to be quite interesting, couldn't it? Um, because I don't think one is in any mood to assist anybody else. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think he is. Um, so he may well just go, right, now he's coming back, mate. Mm. Uh, if you want him, fees X number of hundreds of thousands, or we'll end up making a profit. If yeah, a well, player was playing yeah. one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Let, let's wait and see. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm probably with you. I'm probably, I probably err on the side of of, of 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 the point that you're making there and fetching back just to annoy him mm. uh, because we can, you know. Yeah. Um, and if they're still still rattling along like a train come January, then we need to do something to try and derail them. And one of them will be beating them at New York Stadium, which we will do, I'm sure. Um, you know, they, it, they it, weren't... It, it, it is different to the Grig situation. It is completely different to the... The Grig is just not wanted. There's, there is a difference between wanting to leave, isn't there, I suppose? Uh, there's not much of a difference, is there? Neither no, player... Fit, well, I, I, so. I, I mean, I'm, 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 neither player fits the club. Fits mm. the the culture of the parent club, do they? You know, yeah. for whatever reason that is, and that's not a criticism of either player or either club. You know, I've I've either parent club. It's just how it is, um, and and it just it's just a little bit kind of uh, unfortunate that the three teams, three of the teams that are in there for promotion, are Rotherham United, Wigan, and Sunderland, um, mm. all of whom have loaned players to each other, basically, and um, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, anything we can do to derail Wigan's form, then we should be doing it. Mm. It's um, <clears throat> it'll be an interesting not to steal your word, but it'll be interesting to see what the contract situation is with Tilt regarding FA Cup fixtures, 
I'm sure yes. if I'm sure if Paul Davis is uh, is listening to us or watching or enjoying a beer and listening to Apple podcasts, um, I hope he can have a bit more light on it because if Till isn't allowed to play for Wigan in the FA Cup and we recall him and stick him on the bench for the third round if we get there, like we did last season, uh, mm. then he's he's club tied, isn't he? So it's either you either go back to Wigan on loan or they buy you or you sit on our bench for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, it's already happened with Grigg and Sunderland have said we are allowed to play him in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, the same way Reg Huddersfield have said he's allowed to play. Um, so I think that's a bit more of a positive sign for us with those two players. Mm. But it'd be interesting to see what Tilt's contract's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, Adek agrees. Totally agrees with me. Got to play to win. Um, John C. Uh, sell Tilt as soon as we can. So don't worry about Wigan. They're going to hit a dry spell as well. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep. If we can get them off books and get a decent fee for him, then that is that's a win-win for everybody. As long as yeah, we get money, we can we can reinvest, so we can then improve ourselves. And loans, obviously, a bit a slightly different situation uh, with that one. Um, shall we move on to the FA Cup? Yeah, <laughs> you've been it. waiting for this, man, aren't you? <laughs> I love the FA Cup. I know, and I know we're probably going to lose one nil on on Saturday, but it's like this first day of the season, isn't it? The possibilities are endless. <laughs> we could win on Saturday. If we win on Saturday, we could get through. To, we'll get to the second round. If we win second round, we can get anybody in third round. Well, who knows? This might be our year. I know it's not going to be our year, but it could be our year to have a cup run. I know no. it's not going to happen. Would it, would it be amazing to get to like fifth or sixth round for the first time in forever? We, we've think, never got I've, past the fifth round before. so It'll be sod's low that the one season that we have a cup run, we have two at the same time. So we have a cup <laughs> run in both the FA Cup and the yeah. EFL trophy. I mean, we're already out at League Cup in the first round. That's virtually a standard for us every season. Hmm. Um but it'd just be sod's law that we go on a cup run in the FL Trophy. I mean, we haven't gone to the next round in that for a few years. And then suddenly, oh, yeah, you're going to go on a cup run in the FA Cup as well because, ooh, fixtures. You know, the, the season after we played four games in a week and then we have a, two, a double cup run and loads of league games being re- called off because of international break. It's just sod's law, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And you don't like it. What, what's up with me? Where's your sense of adventure? Oh, mate... You know, if we're sitting mid-table or whatever, we're not, not a great deal to play for, then, yeah, I'd love a cup run. It'd be brilliant. But I don't want anything to take away from the fact that we need to get ourselves out of this division at the first chance, at the first time of asking. Um, and, and a cup run, it brings extra games. It brings the possibility of potentially more injuries. It, it, just, I don't, it, it just does not help us. It doesn't help us at all, particularly like Danny's just alluded to there. You know, we've got international breaks. So unlike some of the other clubs in this division, not all, but some of the other clubs in this division, you know, we are going to end up, if we have a cup run, we're having another fixture backlog, league fixture backlog, and we don't need it. Look what it did to us last season. It relegated us last season, um, you know, and, and it could it could prevent us or cause us potentially prevent us getting in that top two. That's what. That's why I just worry about it a bit. But that's me being an old pessimist, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to bear in mind, so the fixture congestion, none of our fixtures will change the rest of the FA Cup until third round weekend. And what you've got to bear in mind is, we play Donny that weekend. If Donny gets through to the third round, it'll be rearranged anyway. So there's a Donny won't get decent... through first round. They've got Scunny though, aren't they? Let's be fair. Scunny, Scunny, there's not many teams worse than Donny this season. Scunny are one of them teams. Oh, that's good. So... 
there's a half decent chance that the third round will get moved anyway. So let's try and get through to the third round and then sort of see from there. We look, look at last season with the, with the congested fixtures. The reason that we had to play commentary when we did is because they got to the fourth round. So it doesn't actually matter sometimes. It doesn't matter what we do. We, you may still end up with a fixture congestion anyway because of other teams. Um, they'd just be nice. Like I've I only seen us get to the fourth round once, and that was in 2000. And, God, what was that, mate? 2002 when we beat Southampton? I have no idea. No idea. You remember man. the game, I assume, to Southampton? Think, yeah, Mark, I, I do, uh, yeah, we're at, uh, yeah, I do. That was that Don Valley? No, Millmore. Really? No. Oh. I don't know then, no. I don't, I, mate, I, give, I have to have my name written on here so I remember what it is. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember that game. That was, that was the only positive FA Cup memory I have. Did, <laughs> my years watching Rotherham. Did Matt Letizia play in that game? He came on late on, and you right. could tell he was at the end of his career because he was carrying a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah, we were always carrying weight, weren't we? Yeah, uh, but fair. yeah, I can't wait. Richie Marker back post towering header. John Mullin with a nice run down right hand side at Millmore. A classic Millmore night for me. Um, yeah, they just beat Liverpool the week before, and then we they come to come to <laughs> little old Millmore and we smash them. Um, and that was about big money. You know, back then I think I think I think I remember at the time we won thirty two grand for winning the third round. That was big mm. money for us at the time. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not in that. We're not in that similar situation where we need the cash. But if we get through to the third round, it's worth around hundred grand. That's a lot. Yeah, you know, that's still helpful to the transfer budget, isn't it? So, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Get um, back. Exactly. Uh, John C says, I "Said it before, Newcastle in the third round. Bring it on." Oh God, no! Not, not Newcastle in the third round. No. Why? Listen, I mean, just, just the steps up to away end. Yeah, Listen. I mean, you, I mean, you need a lift to get up to there away. This is bad as Sunderland. I'm not going to St James Park for a workout. I want to go and watch football. I need to do three weeks with a gym training if we're going to Newcastle <laughs> just to get up there to get up to seat to seats. Mm. Do you know what we haven't had? And this is we're, we're talking about third round here already. We have not had a home tie in the FA Cup that's been worthwhile at New York. All oh, the yeah. home ties have been lower league. We lost a Hull last time in th- at home in the third, which were, which weren't you know. For well, us, it's not a massive game. We lost at ref, didn't we? That game we lost the ref. And the only thing with that is, if we won that game where they got Chelsea at home, and that'd be the big tie at home, we've, we've we've never ever had a home big tie at New York, and that's the one thing New York's missed. Is that everything else? New York, can it? New York's in every single thing since it opened. We haven't had that home tie against the big boy. So. You, you are jumping the gun slightly with that, though, Correct. Matthew. This is what the FA Cup does, though, isn't it? Well, the it doesn't to you. Here, <laughs> I don't want Leicester in the fifth round and. He's going on about you know great games against Manu and Leeds, etc., and things like that. This is what the FA Cup. I don't understand why people don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. There have been some classic moments in the FA Cup. Do you remember when Cesc Fabregas made his debut against Paul Ward? Yeah, yeah. That was League Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I remember moments in the FA Cup are few and far between. Uh, we got the Solihull game where we came three three nil down. Um. That Notts County game, mate. No, that Notts County game yeah. away from home. Casper Schmeichel and in there, weren't he, as well? He was, yeah. 2013. The third, 2012, it would have been. Can't the remember. first Steve Evans year. First year of Steve yeah. Evans. Uh, away 3-0 win, which was one of the best away performances that season. Yeah, it was. Um, it was superb game. So we've had a, the odd moment, but the few and far between. Um, on Bromley's, as as he's quite well publicised, it's our first ever meeting with Bromley, which is not really surprising. 
So they've never been in the Football League. They're currently having one of their best seasons ever. I think Paul Warren was saying, if they win their game in hand, they'll be top of the National League. And with the National League nowadays, Danny, there is there are some arguments in the midweek sort of saying that we are only a season or two away from the National League being stronger than League Two because of how few promotion players there are. To be top of that league, that means they are a real team. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, I've said this for ages about bringing National League teams into EFL Trophy. That'll make the competition a lot stronger and a lot more watchable. Mm. Um, but, you have, but you have to say the top six or, or eight of the National League are probably League Two standard teams. Mm. You know, it's like one of my mates is a Torquay fan and he says Torquay could do well in Football League, but they just never finish well in the playoffs or in first position. And you could say maybe the EFL needs to look at more uh, place swaps between League mm. Two and National League to potentially um, make the, their own league stronger, in a sense. But yeah, but like Paul Ward says, Bromley win their game in and the top at National League, so they're at least, what, 17th <laughs> in League Two <laughs> by comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think people are billing it as ooh, League One against National League. It could be an easy win for Eltham. I don't think it will be. I think Bromley will give a real test and they want mm. to show the big boys up on their first meeting. It's just a shame it's not away because it would be another new ground, but oh well. <laughs> if we might draw, you might get, we might get a replay, so you never know. Yeah, that is the last thing we want, replay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree, Danny. I completely agree. It's a proper test, this. It's going to be a proper game. I don't know, we know they're bringing four five hundred, which is more than some other League One clubs. Um, but it's going to be make this is uh, we're not a big boy, but we are one of the bigger teams in this competition at this stage. Yeah. So for them to get us, they must be looking forward to that. It's not only a new ground and a fantastic ground, mm. and to test themselves as footballers, they get to test themselves as one of the top teams in the competition at the minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's a potential banana skin for us, and you know it's. Mm. It's the FA Cup, it's giant killing weekend and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I said giant killing, but you know what I mean. Like you we said, we're the Giants. Well, yeah, exactly. Because we're, we're sort of third yeah. third in League One. So we're the third highest placed mm. club in the, in this competition at the moment um, until until round three. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be difficult. I just, listen, I don't care really what the result is. I would be great to win. Uh, I just want to come out of it with a clean bill of health. That's mm. that's the only thing that's that that really matters to me personally. Yeah, it'd be great to win, obviously, and I want us to win. And I'd be be shouting us on to win, but um, the main thing that is that come five o'clock on Friday with no new injuries, that is the mm. main thing. It's a little bit of a free. I was trying to compare it to like other other things in life. It's sort of like when your friend tells you this band's really amazing, so you listen to one of the, one of the songs. And if it's good, you can keep going and you can listen to more of the songs. But if it's crap, it doesn't really matter because we're for a football point, we've got a league to continue on. Mm. So it's one of those things that is you can sort of enjoy it. You know, we're not desperate for the cash, so that doesn't really matter. We can just sort of try and enjoy it, Danny. Obviously, we'll enjoy it more if we win, but try and enjoy it and like mix it. It doesn't really matter, but it would obviously be nice to win. Yeah, obviously, I mean it's always nice to win a football game, isn't it? And I think um, if we draw, it may be a, another potential thing because then we have to go to their place, which is another fixture in <clears throat> in the uh, in the list. Um, but yeah, like, like you say, it's one of them free it sort of games where it doesn't really matter if we lose overall. 
Um, but like Mick says, just come through without any injuries um, and just go from there, really. It's just play how we want, how we play our game. Uh, Warney said he is feeling a strong team because we've got a break afterwards. Um, so it's mm. just play to our strengths and let's just see what happens. If they uh, finesse a 1-0 win, fair enough. If we beat them 8-0, fair enough. You know, like I said, free it. Let's just see what happens mm. and enjoy it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what if, if um, hypotheticals, if we do get a draw and have to play a replay, the only time that it is available to play them is, is before the Cambridge game. The only Tuesday available is before the Cambridge game, which would mean it was still in the international break, technically. Um, mm. Because we've got the midweek game against Ipswich, we've got the Oxford game the Saturday, the FA Cup's the following weekend. Mm. Second round is the following weekend, so there is only one week. So that's not an, again not an ideal situation. We end up with a replay. We're going to with some without some internationals potentially. Um, we tried to get. We tried to email Bromley see if we get a scouting report from them. We didn't get any reply from their official podcast, so we don't have any official, you know, official or unofficial information. From all we can look at, is their sort of stats, um, and they have a. They've got a goal scorer in their team. Uh, Michael Cheek is a striker who's got 10 goals in 13 games so far this season. Um, he's scored plenty of goals. Look at his history. He's got nearly 120 goals in you know 200-something games. In, it's not league, but as we've already mentioned, non-league is a reasonable standard nowadays. So they've got a threat. you know, and, and a lot, If you've got a threat in a cup tie, if you've got a goal threat, you'll give yourself a hell of a chance. Um, so let's see what else they do. It's not Michael Smith, no, <laughs> no. It's a shame Michael Smith ban don't count for Saturday. You know, that'd be perfect, wouldn't it? Get his yeah. five game ban out of the way. Um, that's a shame. Um, what are we changing, Mick, for Saturday? Um, do you think he'll go full Papa John's and bring victory, or is it going to be more of a strong competition and keep Vickers there? Uh, he's, he's suggested Warner that he's going to play a strong side, um, but uh, on the flip side of that. It doesn't matter who it plays, it's going to be a strong side. You know, we've talked about this with the depth that we've got in this squad. So, yeah, I think he will go full Papa John's. I think he will go full Pizza Trophy. Um, and it will be as wholesale a change as he, as he can make, I, I, I suspect, I hope. Mm. Um, but like we've, well, like we've said before, that doesn't make this team very much weaker. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, full Papa John's for me. <laughs> yeah. So, who's so your coming and What's your back three going to be? Bear in mind, there's not many back three. No, we haven't got a massive amount to choose from. No, well, we haven't, have we, really, to be fair? We and that, and that's, that's the only area we haven't, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're right, it is. Uh, Angus is not ready yet, is he? So, so. It, yeah, it's going to be take any three from the four that we've got. Um, maybe, maybe Hull, Jake Hull comes back. I don't know whether he's played. For, sure is he at Harrogate? Where, no, where is he at? Is a, uh, I shall find out. He, he's uh, allowed to come out for midweek games, basically. Right. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, you've only got the four to choose from, haven't you? Um, assuming that Angus is not ready yet at Geisley. So he won't have played in the FA Cup, I assume, for Geisley because. No, not good to my um, records. Yeah. If we can bring Jake Hall back, then he gets a, he gets a start as well, doesn't he? For me, but other than that, yeah, that, that's the only area really where we've not got a lot of 
depth at the moment, what with injuries and everything else. So, you know, don't know, don't know, I don't know what he's going to do with that. But the rest, big changes. You know, Miller's not going to play Danny, um, so we know there's a space left hand side. What I what he like what he wanted what he did last time was sort of almost rest the international players before the international break with Chio for ex- as an example. Um, but with left hand side, the hands a little bit tied. You, he's going to have to play Shane Ferguson really on the left hand side. It would not can defence and left hand side midfield are depth wise a weak area. Now, I think I, I think he'll um, <clears throat> he'll bring Bowler into it personally. Mm. I, I think because Bowler isn't getting games in the league, I think. To keep him content, if you like, he'll uh, stick him out in the FA Cup and say, <clears throat> "Great, go out and impress." Um, and if he needs to, he has got Ferguson as backup. I think mm. the only one he might give a proper run out to is potentially Chio. You know, just 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 to get him firing on all cylinders before he goes on the international break, potentially. Um, <clears throat> Wales may potentially miss out, but he's not really let a sore foot stop him before, has he? No. Um, so the midfield could stay the same, or you could bring in a little bit of a youth aspect with the rows. Like you say, you could bring Hull in to defence if we need to. Um, but I think he will go Papa John's just without as much youth influence. I think. Mm. I think because it's the FA Cup and he wants to still put out a strong sides. I think probably without as much youth input, but still with some regular starters and then chipping in with some players who are. On the fringe, even though we don't like saying that because they're all as good as each other, potentially. Yeah, uh, a Dauphin will start, I assume. Mm-hmm. I would definitely start a Dauphin. Um, I would say, although you want to change it, you may as well start Rathbone. He can't get suspended for the league because he's on obviously on four bookings. Um, the only thing he could do is injure himself, but he, he could injure himself within the first 10 minutes against Cambridge. So you may as well play him, keep, keep the ball, you know, keep his motor ticking over a little bit. He seems to me like the type of player who needs to be playing. The more, the more he plays, he sort of starts season, the more he plays, the better he got. Um, sadly, he will probably come in. You'd assume sadly will come in. Uh, and the games like this suit sadly. They're not as good as us. They, they can cause us problems, but they aren't as good as us, obviously, because they're, they're in non-league we're in League One. Um, it's the sort of game that does suit sadly, so hopefully he'll play. Um, then comes the big question, Mick. As with all football teams, who is your side? Helmut Harvey Kellick asks, who would you start up front Saturday? Uh, I'm going to say I would definitely start Coyote. Definitely give him a chance. Um, and then I assume, Greg? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Will Greg and JJ every day of the week, Saturday. No no question. No question about that. Um, Freddie, can, Freddie on bench uh, in case is required. But you know, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie deserves a rest. You know, as a as a kind of a reward for the, the hard work he's put in for the last few last couple of games. Um, there's no need. There's no need for him to be playing. Um, you know, JJ and Griggy. One of those two is going to have to take Michael Smith's place in the next league game. So they need to get yeah. some some minutes under the belt. Um, so so yeah, I, I, JJ and Grig up front. Uh, sadly. Uh, uh, in midfield, just behind him. Okay. Um, Ian Bradley says Geisley are at Wimbledon on Saturday. Um, he uh, hasn't right. played, as far as I can see, he hasn't played any of the qualifying games with Geisley. So I don't know if we've cup tied him on you know, ourselves mm. um, because we might need him in the future. I don't know. So I'll be interested. We'll keep an eye out for that, see, see what they are. 
Uh, Chris Taylor asks, can, can't smudge, can we play smudge? Like, yes, we can. He's suspended for the Cambridge game and not suspended for this game. Um, the question is, do you rest him? That's the question. Danny, do you rest, do you rest smudge? Um, personally, no. I'd say <clears throat> give Smith a, a full 90 minutes so he's got that in his tank because he's not going to have that after the international break and then maybe have uh, Grig start alongside him and then swap out Coyote for Grig. <clears throat> but like Mick mm. says, rest Freddie, in my opinion. I think just to let him settle down, review what he's been doing and then get in the space of, I need to keep doing that after the international break. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we'll see wholesale changes. Um with but with being respectful, it's not gonna be Man City where we play so many kids. Although it'd be it'd be a good test for them. Um I don't think a lot of the kids are ready for what is essentially a League Two team, a full strength League Two team who are wanting to win. This is not Scunny, who it didn't really matter. They probably are gonna come and want to win this game. Mm-hmm. Um I would assume anyway, because they were they were they want because the cash for them will be very, very important. So you're saying that we're we're going to treat Bromley with more respect than we treated Man City? I would, I would as well. I'm just asking questions. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) I'm just asking questions. I definitely would. No, no question about that. (laughs) Yeah, I certainly would. Uh, Look at it again. What Bromley's stats? This is all stats based because it's you know it's non-league. Michael Cheek is the only player who scored more than three goals for them. Michael Cheek's got ten. Uh, James Alabi's got three, and Corey Whitley has also got three. They're all three strikers. They don't seem like a team. We've got goals everywhere. Um, so if you can keep him quiet, if you've, got, if you've got Woody there, for example, again, I don't know how tall Michael Cheek is, to be honest with you, so I don't know what type of player he's going to be. Is he going to be a big man who we have to look after? Who's going to be tough in air? Is he going to be a quick man? Uh, we should, probably should have done some research on that, to be honest with you, but we haven't, because that's the type of show that we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ian Bradley says he's in favour of giving a duel for 90 minutes on Saturday mm, definitely yeah, keep trying keep him happy something like a duel you've got to keep happy because he is going to be a very useful player for us at some point he's going to get a run of games you can look you can look at him for 20 minutes and say he's going to play for us a lot so you need to keep that type of player happy for as long as possible because it gets to January and he's not playing any minutes he might be sort of questioning his move looking for moves elsewhere potentially that's that's just speculating, really. Um, yes, let's do some predictions. Uh, Danny, FA Cup first round, Bromley at home. What's your prediction going to be? Uh, I don't want to seem like a pessimist and say Bromley are going to win. Um, I I think I think if if we start with Grigg and Smith, I think we'll win three one. I, I think I honestly think Bromley will score. I think they'll have that desire mm. and they will score. Um, but it'll potentially turn into a game similar to what happened with Maidenhead where they scored first and then we ended up winning 3-1. I can see that happening again. Um, but, yeah, I, I'll say 3-1. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1. I think it's going to be exactly the same as I think we'll go behind early on because of their sort of ambition effort. Um, you look at the two non-league last time, and Maidenhead were part-time, Solihull were part-time. And look how much they faded in the last 20 minutes of that game. It's all, it was incredible how much they faded. So we are going to cause that from them. Um, Mick? Thoughts? I think I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think we'll probably keep a clean sheet. I, 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 it's difficult because, as you said, we don't know anything about Bromley at all. Uh, and you can only sort of base it on the positions, league positions and everything else. Um, I know they're doing well, but defensively, so are we. You know, we we conceded three goals in in October. 
um, and scored 23 uh, against teams that are, are, with the greatest respect, at a much higher level or a higher level than Bromley. So I can't see us conceding. So um, I'm, I'm going to say 2 0, 2 0 Millers. Are you going to make a foil FA Cup and bring that, Mick? Yes, I've got that. I've got that prepared already. I've cut me cut me a bit of cardboard box. So I just need to uh, ask my wife if I can borrow some silver foil. <laughs> I obviously, I'll have to bring it home for Sunday roast on Sunday. Um, yeah, obviously. After cup, but you know, I, I want to after get myself. Yeah, yeah. After I want to get myself on BBC uh, match at day with FA Cup like that. Yeah. It could be really badly cut out as well. It can't be, can't yeah, be, yeah. Can't be perfect. Mate, it doesn't look all like FA Cup, but that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Taylor with more information. Guys, will beat Brackley in the last round. Hull didn't play. Um, mm. I, I wonder if we're going to be a bit more lenient with them being in the first round proper. I, I Again, I've been selfish. I wouldn't, but you don't know. Um, Ian Bradley says the same. Nick, did you give us a score prediction or did you just blab Yeah, so 2 0. I blathered on and then I said 2 0. <laughs> Okay. Um, Ian Bradley is going to go with me and Danny and go 3 1. <laughs> um, Ian, Bra- Ian Bradley, Victor or Josh. Um, Danny, are you going Victor for Papa John's? Yeah, I'd say um, bring Victor in, give him a game. Um, if he plays well, he might keep his shirt after the international break. Uh, and if he has a calamity, he'll just go back to Josh Vickers. <laughs> Yeah, very, very true. Very, very Not true. wishing a calamity on Victor, though, because I want to see him in goal wearing one of them bobble horn Viking hats. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> you know, if he doesn't warm up with that helm, there's, there's something wrong in there. He's got oh. to warm up with his own hat on, hasn't he? he yeah. <laughs> not not an idea, or else, so what's the problem? Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, I should say, final shout out to the club for the new retro shirt they brought out. New retro shirt, the early 2000s shirt. Um, which I've already ordered. That's already on its way, so I'm looking forward to receiving that, hopefully before the weekend. Are you shaking your head at me? <laughs> I, I don't like that shirt. I never liked that shirt. Too much white on it. Yeah, my, I suppose that's why it's opinion. interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but listen, um, it's good. it is good that they're, like you said, bringing out a lot of these um, these retro shirts. I love it. Love it. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Taylor says, Michael Cheek is six foot plus. Um, so I assume he's a bit... We'll assume is a bit of a target, man. We will wait and see. Um, so a few minutes of chat I've got to cover for us. We have closed down our, our shop. So if you go to New York totally, you'll see the shop. That's been closed down for the time being because mid-November, we're going to try and get some more stuff out um, for a bit of grand reopening. We've teamed up with uh, Leon. I don't know his surname, so I should know his surname. We should check that, Mick. We didn't. <laughs> but uh, Leon, if you're listening, thank you for all your work you're doing. There will be some... You know, phone cases, some stuff like that, some retro field stuff, uh, which will be coming out for Christmas. Um, so keep an eye out. So of course, what we've got, what, we, what, we, what we've looked at so far, it all looks really cool and really good. So keep an eye out for that. We will let you know when that's up and running again, because I, I might get some of that as well. Um, any other uh, topics, chats, anything you want to cover that I have missed off? Danny, anything? Um, <clears throat> no, I don't think so. Cool. Um, other, than the, uh, other than the Cheltenham fans fighting in, uh, in their own oh. end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, was really on, it was really on in the second half, just from where we were, <clears throat> they were bang opposite all the way fans, and there was this big mm. kerfuffle at the top at stand. It's like, what's going on? And all Stewart's descended on him and had to mm. break him up. Um, and then in our end at half time, 
uh, one of the players, I can't remember who it was, spayed a kick, spayed a goal, <clears throat> um, a shot, sorry, into the crowd. So we're all bouncing the ball around. One of the stewards runs off with it and we do the appropriate chant back to them. Um, and then we start chanting at Will Grigg to kick ball into the crowd. And every time the ball went onto the pitch, one of the players kicked it back into the crowd <laughs> until some stick in the mud in a flat cap in a char- and a Charlton jacket stood next to the goalpost like this and stopped <laughs> our players from kicking balls in, in standing anymore. It's like a killjoy. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, Ian Brother mentions about the shirt. Great memories of two magnificent seasons under Ronnie Domic. Yeah, yeah, that, that was Absolutely. a shit wall when yeah. we beat Southampton in the FA Cup third round. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that's a bit of a new woman. Um, one final stat: we haven't lost to a non-league team since 2010, when we lost to York City in a replay in the first round. So there yeah. you go. Um, Mick, anything else you want to touch on? We've covered plenty tonight, to be fair. No, no, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I just like to point out the fact that I'm on flipping telly or Inside. YouTube or whatever it is and uh, I've got my, my flipping Manscaped t-shirt on so I'm wearing a t-shirt about having your um, you know regions shaved at my age yeah. yes one last topic <laughs> one last topic because this, is, this is worth mentioning uh, what do you think of the gossip link, linking oh. Paul Warren to Barnsley and Cardiff now I'm going to say there's nothing in it it's not going to go to Barnsley it's not going to go to Cardiff. The concern is, for me, that Norwich are going to get very impatient with Daniel Farker soon. And as they should, the, 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 the job they're doing in the Premier League is, is a little bit of a joke. People compare us to Norwich. At least we have a go. The, the way they're playing at the minute is a little bit embarrassing. Um, so if he gets the boots, that's when, for me, Danny, that's when oh, the concern lost, comes in. We've lost, mate. Uh, that's when the concern comes in. If they pull the trigger on Farker, that's the only time that's going to be a worry for me. Yeah, and I think I think the only reason there's any sort of rumour in Warney going to Barnsley or Cardiff is because he was on the bookies list. Um, mm. I don't think Warney's the sort of guy to go and chase after a different management job because we had this conversation on the bus going down to, to Charlton. Um, Warney isn't the sort of guy... I mean, he said to, he said in interviews constantly he didn't want to be a football manager, so yeah. why would he want to go and get and risk a job elsewhere? Like, like, no, no offense to him because he has done well for us, but like to take the risk and go to Barnsley, there where they are a bit more particular about objective set for a manager. Same with Cardiff. Cardiff wants to get back to Premier League, and even with the Norwich job, if Norwich come calling. Yeah, it'd be a perfect thing for Warney to go and manage his boy or club. It'd be like the Chris Wilder in Norfolk. Mm. But their objectives are very much <clears throat> or very different to Rotherham's and a lot tighter than ours. Mm. Uh, so I, I think he's he's in just like a little 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 bubble at Rotherham where, you know, he's doing well as a manager, he's got support from the chairman, he's got support from the vast majority of fans, he's built a really good squad with us. And the only question is, would he be able to do it elsewhere? And I personally think when, whenever his time is at an end at Rotherham, whether it's Stuart that says we want to go a different direction or whether Warner decides to hang up his coach whistle, if you like, and he wants to take a step back, it will probably slot back into his coaching role, into his fitness coach yeah. role. Because it, 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 his whole setup here is his lad's done well in the yeah. academy and he started, his family base is in Tickhill. Granted, it's a bit more Doncaster way, but it's close enough. Um, so I, I think he's he's nice and comfy where he is. He's doing well at his job, so I don't think he'd go anywhere else personally. 
at this point in time, unless unless Norwich have an absolute calamity and they want and they want Warney in. Other than that, I think he's rather a manager until he decides to walk himself personally. Mm. Mick. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. I don't know where I'm there. Um yeah. I assume that you're still talking about Barnsley and Cardiff. Well, uh, we've sort of rubbish those two. Yeah, I mean that's just nonsense, isn't it? You know, they, they, these clubs have sacked managers after they've lost three or four games on trot or whatever it is. You know, they've been been in charge for two weeks and then they sack him. Are they going to give somebody four or five years to get to a position that it's taken one to get in now? And likewise with Norwich. Do you think Norwich are going to be in a position where they're going to bring a manager in and give him two or three years grace? Mm. The supporters will stand for that. It's not going to happen, mate. It's not going to happen. So let's hope so. Um, cool. Nothing else to talk about. We've covered everything. Uh, so thank you all for watching. We, uh, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel uh, because we would like you to. Uh, we will be back on Sunday night on YouTube for the for the, for the review of Bromley. And nothing to preview for two weeks, which is which is a shame. Um, which I might do something for a little bit of something for uh, Remembrance Day. We want some fans to get involved and sort of basically send us a video of, of something. So if you are interested, DM us on Twitter, get in contact with Facebook, uh, or email us uh, pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want a bit more information, you fancy it, let us know. We'll try and get as many people involved as we can um, so we can get something nice out for, for Remembrance Day. If you don't fancy it, don't worry about it. Um, if you are listening on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. Like I've seen somebody else has given us a five-star rating. So we do really appreciate all the ratings you give us and all the feedback you give us. Uh, John Seeds has been a great show. We do appreciate that. Any negative feedback as well, we take everything on board. We're not these people who you know, get sensitive when you say something bad with Mickey's. Um, I do, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but if there's anything you want to see more of, see less of something different, we're genuinely all is we're trying to do this show for Rodham fans that's the whole point of doing it so if there's anything you want to see more or less let us know and I will I will get the information I'll sugarcoat it then I'll pass it on to me we all have to be back on Sunday back back for the podcast for the Sunday night live back on Monday night Monday morning for the for the for the audio podcast we will see you then Danny it's been a pleasure to see you and I hope you have a look we, we all have a lovely afternoon at New York on Saturday yeah, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> can't be any worse than Wickham, can it? No, it can't be. Or can it? Literally That's the be. question. No, <laughs> no literally can't be. No, absolutely. Uh, Mick, same to you. Uh, hope we have a nice day. Yeah, I'll be there. Hopefully Ben will be joining us on uh, on Saturday. Maybe he'll be able to join us for the podcast on Sunday, depending whether he's um, back in London or not. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. We're not, we're not important enough. Yeah, um, exactly. Cool. Right, it's been a pleasure, boys and girls, and we'll uh, we'll see you very very soon. Thank you very much. Bye.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.